0: First, we were in your community. Now, we're in your ears. Did you know that the biggest dog ears on record belong to a bloodhound named Tigger? His ears measured in at over 13 inches apiece. This is Pager, a podcast brought to you by the West Bend Community Memorial Library. It's like a Zoom meeting, but you can pause or rewind if you want, plus you don't have to worry about accidentally leaving your microphone on while you do something embarrassing. I'm your host, Hannah, the Young Adult Services Librarian and social distancing enthusiast since before it was a cool thing that could save lives. Thanks for tuning in to Pager. May is Correct Your Posture Month. Posture is a big deal in the best of times. Like many small concerns that snowball later in life, poor posture can lead to debilitating headaches, injury, circulatory issues, and more. But working from home can make these issues even worse. It's important to stretch and move around every 30 minutes if you work at a desk, work on your core muscles and your balance when you get the chance, and check your ergonomics too. Are you able to reach the floor easily in your chair? Is your keyboard too high or too low? Visit PostureMonth.org for more information. Given that I'm high-risk, I'm social distancing pretty hard these days. My primary source of human interaction is my sister, Ellen. If you know what I look like, picture me, but cuter. If you don't know what I look like, you're welcome. Ellen has graciously agreed to be my quarantine podcast guest for this episode.
1: Hi, Ellen. Hi, Pager listeners. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm Hannah's little sister. I'm 24 years old. I have a degree in theater arts, so... For the past couple of years, I've really just been reading plays, but after moving in with my sister, I've kind of fallen back in love with reading books, and quarantine has definitely helped with that, because I've got plenty of time to do that now.
0: <laughs> so you are you are a big reader. You always were when we were growing up, and, and still, as an adult, uh, you like to read. What kinds of books are you into?
1: Um, I like to read a little bit of everything. I try and break it up and don't streak too many things together, but I'd say mostly I read Fantasy and, like, murder, crime, dramas, thrillers, that suspense kind of things. I like stuff like that. And um, a little bit of nonfiction here and there. Yeah, gotta keep it, uh,
0: keep it interesting. Can't uh, get stuck in a rut or anything exactly. like that. I appreciate that. So it's well established on Pager that I'm a big audiobook nerd. And I talk about audiobooks on this thing all the time. Do
1: you have a preferred book format? So, growing up, I was definitely 100% a physical book person. But a little over a year ago, I got a Kindle as a gift, and I was kind of playing around with it, trying to figure out how to use it. And once I figured out how to hook up the Libby app with my library card, which if you don't know how to do that, I'm sure your local librarian would be happy to help. Sure would. But once I got that figured out, I haven't looked back. I can't tell you the last physical book I read, so I'm definitely an ebook fan now. It's, um... I like it because it's so convenient at times when you're staying up late to finish a book and it's, you know, two in the morning or whatever, you have to, and you want to read the next one. It's like, if it's available on Libby, you can just download it right there and start reading immediately. And I I really like that. And I like how on the Kindle you can highlight things and take notes. So you can go back and reference them um, for any book you have read. And I also have my Kindle hooked up to my Goodreads account, so it keeps track of every book that I've read and all these quotes that I've highlighted, what I've rated it, and it does all that for me because I'm a little bit lazy when it comes to <laughs> keeping track of what I read.
0: That sounds awesome and very useful, although you got to be careful that your Kindle stuff doesn't post to Goodreads when you're not expecting it to. Yeah. that's That's been a source of some internet drama recently, but anyway, <laughs> I, I also am a big Goodreads user. I'm a huge fan of Goodreads. Um, it's probably one of my most used apps, actually. <laughs> I'm on Goodreads all the time. So we're about two months into quarantine now. And what book are you most disappointed I haven't gotten to yet?
1: Well, when we were when you were talking about what we should talk about on this podcast, you you mentioned that you're gonna ask this question. So I looked on Goodreads and found that last October <laughs> I read a book called Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo. And I am sure. That when I finished that book, I called you immediately and was like, Hannah, you have to read this book. I love it. I can confirm
0: this. That definitely happened. I didn't realize it was last October.
1: October. Um. (laughs) Whoops. And now that I live with Hannah, I have been slightly barbing her, prodding her, saying, uh, Hannah. I'm comfortable calling it bullying. (laughs) (laughs) Minor bullying, yes. Gentle bullying. Very kind, I promise. (laughs) As kind as I can be. So, what's great about Six of Crows? Well, as we said earlier, I like fantasy and I like kind of suspense, thriller-y things. And Six of Crows is about a ragtag bunch of lovable rogues. And they undertake a dangerous heist in order to save the world and make a fortune while they do that. That does sound right up my alley. Exactly! So, it's all the twists and turns of the best heist movies. I love watching, like, Ocean's Eleven. But it's got some wonderful, wonderful world building in Lee Bardugo's Grisha verse, um, and it establishes characters and relationships really well with a diverse and large cast of characters that pull off this heist. That and they don't always get along, and I like that. Uh, I like that about them. With the Grisha verse, Six of Crows is not the first book in the universe that Lee Bardugo has created, but I didn't know that going into it. So I read Six of Crows first and didn't even realize that there were books that came before it because you don't need to necessarily read them in order. And since I read Six of Crows, I have read both the sequel, um, Crooked Kingdom, but I also have gone back and read the Grishaverse trilogy, which starts off with Shadow and Bone. And it's not important to read them in that order, I don't think, but there are things that might make a little more sense, especially... In terms of world building, because there are you know made up foreign languages that sort of thing, and mm-hmm. how how different kinds of people work together in different countries in this universe. So I would recommend Six of Crows to people who like Red Queen by mm-hmm. Victoria Aveyard. I think Aveyard. Aviard? That sounds about right. But also a book that I've read recently that reminded me a lot of Six of Crows. Is the Steel Crow Saga by Paul Kruger. And that book has been described as Pokemon meets Avatar the Last Airbender. Oh yeah. And I see a lot of that in Six of Crows as well. And I like that a lot. So I highly recommend that you read these books. Lee Bardugo has been growing in her writing, and you see that in her books. And I love to see that That's of how so cool. yeah, how they evolve in style and format and it also
0: sounds a little bit like um, The Gilded Wolves by Roshani Chokshi. Yep, yep, that's good. And you should definitely read them sooner rather than later, because if Netflix adaptations of young adult books are your jam, the Grishaverse series is forthcoming on Netflix, so read the books first to see how the show measures up. So,
1: Le- Leigh Bardugo has done lots of interviews about this Netflix show. She's very hands-on with the whole thing. Is, awesome. Has been very, very active on Twitter, talking with the cast uh, that has been... Uh, filming this. I think they're almost done filming, if not done filming, thank goodness, with quarantine. But she confirmed that the Netflix series will be approximately a 50-50 split of Shadow and Bone and Six of Crows. So it's kind of both of them melded together, even though in the books they happen in the same universe, but two years apart. So I think, and they do cross-reference characters and that sort of thing, so I'm very intrigued to see what they've done there. And as I mentioned before, there are some fantasy fictional languages used in the Grishaverse, and David J. Peterson is working on the show to help develop these languages, and you may know him as the creator of Dothraki and the v- Valerian language in Game of Thrones, so I'm very excited to see how these languages come to life on the screen. Yeah, that sounds incredible. I know, I'm very, very excited. As as someone who has uh,
0: studied Klingon, I love a good fictional (laughs) language. Hey, Ellen,
1: did you know that a group of crows is called a murder? Well, technically, it's only a murder if there's probable cause. Oh, oh. It's a a terrible joke.
0: Audience laughs. laughs. (laughs) It's so bad. But it's a pager staple, Mm -hmm. so. Thanks for joining us, Ellen, and you're my favorite sister.
1: I'm your only sister.
0: Point stands. The librarians are currently hard at work on a socially distant summer learning experience. You'll be able to track your reading and activities online to unlock badges and rewards. We will also have reading records and activities available to print from our website and to pick up from the library. Though, of course, if you do stop by, please follow the appropriate distancing and sanitation guidelines. Virtual summer learning will take place from June 15th to July 31st on a website called Beanstack. Once the registration link is live, we'll post it on our website and social media, so follow us to find out as soon as it's posted. In the meantime, if you'd like to learn more about Beanstack, you can visit their website and see what they're all about. It's pretty cool. The West Bend Library's access to Beanstack was brought to you by the Wisconsin Department of Public Instruction and made possible in part by the Institute of Museum and Library Services, so send some love their way if you get the opportunity. Though we usually have about 90 teens and preteens who volunteer at the library in the summer, there will be no in-person volunteering this year. Instead, there will be a separate bean stack Challenge and printable and pick volunteer activity logs for teens and preteens to earn volunteer hours. Watch our website and social, or contact me, that's Hannah, for more details as they become available. Although summer programming will look a little different this year with virtual reading logs and live-streamed family nights, we will still have performers, contests, prizes, and take-home activities. Ordinarily, we contact local businesses to see if they can provide incentives and support for our summer literacy offerings. This year, we don't want to contribute to their concerns. There's a lot going on with restaurants right now. They're some of our big supporters. And we also get a lot of support from various institutions around the city. But this year's a little bit weird. So we didn't send out our usual donation request letter like we do every year. Um, that's why we're taking to the internet to ask for your support. If everyone can chip in a little bit, we'll be able to host a safe, educational, and entertaining summer program for all ages. Unfortunately, there's no way to donate to the library online. So if you can contribute, please make checks out to the West Bend Library Children's Department. And if you'd like to support us with cash or with a gift card for an establishment that sells, say, craft supplies or office supplies, that works too. Just make sure they come to the attention of the Children's Department. You can mail donations to the library or drop them off in the book drop at West Bend Community Memorial Library, attention, Children's Department, 630 Poplar Street, West Bend, Wisconsin, 53095. We really appreciate all your support this year and in years past. And if you can't help out this year, we totally understand. It's tough out there for everybody. If there is anything you think the library can do to help out you or your employees or your business, uh, let us know. We'll do our best to help out. If you miss the library as much as we miss you, there are plenty of ways to keep on top of our activities and services. One of those is to give us a call. Our number is 262 335 The librarians are taking it in shifts to cover the phones from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., Monday through Friday. If you do have any questions about your account or accessing Libby or Overdrive, like uh, like Ellen talked about earlier, we can help you out. Um, You can also follow the library on YouTube for weekly videos for babies, toddlers, kids, and teens. Once a month, the library sends out an email newsletter, too. You can just call or email a librarian to sign up, or scroll down to the bottom of our website and enter your email address under Join Our Mailing List. All the latest news is available on our website at westbendlibrary.org. You can also visit our Facebook page at West Bend Community Memorial Library and follow our Instagram page at West Bend Library for up-to-the-minute info. And this is finally the end of this month's episode of Pager. Be sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to wash your hands, and hey, there's never been a better time to measure your dog's ears. But please, don't use them as bookmarks.